Thank you for listening to this message by Pastor Chad Randall at Life Story Church. We are a grassroots church located in the heart of the Bellevue community in Nashville, Tennessee. Our services are streamed live on Facebook and YouTube every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central Time. We would love for you to join us. Now here's Pastor Chad Randall. Well, without any further ado, what we're hoping to do tonight is, uh, I don't know, uh, for I've, Amber and I have been together for 20 years now, 21 to something like that. I'm married for a while now anyway. <laughs> And uh, one of our first passions and loves was to talk about end time prophecy. So to sit down with my wife and have a cup of coffee and look at the Word of God and look at the headlines on the TV and try to correlate what's, what hour of history we're in, that's nothing new. So we thought, why don't we take a Wednesday evening and just do that with our church uh, family and our online friends. So that's what we're going to do tonight. Tonight we are going to do a prophecy update, okay? Live story, church Prophecy update. Can I see that graphic? This is a cool graphic that I pirated off of Christians United for Israel. And isn't that true? Israel is the apple of God's eye right there in the center. So, And truly, so much of uh, end-time prophecy is Israel-centric. We just got done studying through uh, Revelation. And certainly, after chapter 4 on, when the, when the, the church is in the throne room, it, everything is Jacob's trouble. Everything is Israel-centric. And so, so much of prophecy is Israel-centric. And even so much of what we see happening right now in the headlines, it excites us as Christians because it points to the reality that we're probably living in the end times, but a lot of it is going to really play out after the rapture event while we're watching from the mezzanine, God willing, and God is dealing with Israel through all of these events that we see running up. So we're going to spend our time tonight uh, just talking about some of those things. I know a lot of people in the church today, because a lot of churches don't talk about prophecy anymore, and a lot of pastors don't, you know, well, we, we get a brief amount of time to spend with you guys on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights, and uh, a lot of pastors don't want to tackle subject matter like prophecy, but we at Life Story Church believe that it's imperative that we do one out of every five scriptures or better in the Bible is a prophecy. So how can the church not be talking about prophecy? We should be talking about prophecy at least uh, one Sunday every five weeks, right? Okay. Something Paul, to that effect? The Apostle Paul led with prophecy. He right? did lead with prophecy, right? He was when he uh, went to the Thessalonians. He was only with them for three weeks, yet Thessalonians and First and Second Thessalonians are two of the most prophetic letters that we have in the entire mm -hmm. Bible. If, uh, the New Testament, certainly, but the Bible itself even so so it should be excited absolutely yeah, you know, that's a good point honey because I think that a lot of people they watch the news and they think they see some of the headlines like what we're about to show tonight and it, it frightens them because they don't really know where these things fit on the timetable mm -hmm. on God's prophetic clock as it were and so um, one of our first headlines out of the gates tonight, I'll give it away, we don't have to show it just yet, but one of our first headlines is about China making threats of nuclear war against America. Now, your average Christian might see that headline and be afraid that we're going to get nuked by China, right? Uh, or are we going to, is this part of the tribulation and if it is the end, are we in the middle of these awful things that we just spent several weeks reading about in uh, the back half of Revelation, right. right, through our Revelation study. So. In any case, it's nothing that we should be afraid of. 
And if you didn't watch that Revelation series, shame on you. Make sure you go back <laughs> on YouTube and watch you it all. I don't want to go back after you hear tonight. So. That's right. So uh, go back and watch that stuff and realize where these things uh, in Revelation are happening in, in prophecy so you don't have to be scared. Right. But, but as much as we as the church shouldn't be scared of these things, we should also be excited because if we are close to these things happening in that seven-year tribulation, that means we're close to that seven-year tribulation. That means we're even closer to the rapture event that we believe will happen before that tribulation. Amen. 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 So. Uh, exciting times. Exciting times. <laughs> How am I doing? Are we, uh, am I missing anything before we jump right into this no, today? No. You covered it. Mm, mm. Prayer. Mm. Sorry, and something else? Well, I was going to say, we always want to make sure that we give that virtual hug. So if you're tuning in um, and you haven't uh, said hello to anybody yet, please comment. And as we're discussing tonight, comment as much as you can. The more that people comment, now we're probably shadow banned anyway on Facebook for Especially all... Especially when you said China. Right, right when I said China. Well, if you think we're not shadow banned, <laughs> wait till we're done tonight, right? <laughs> But, but anyway, supposedly when people comment, it help, the, the algorithm picks up on that and it helps gain traction and viewership. And on YouTube as well, the more you click like, the more you share the YouTube, you know, YouTube it up especially, guys. If you're on YouTube, make sure you're clicking like, make sure you're sharing the page, make sure you're subscribing the page, make sure you're commenting on the YouTube thread as well, okay, guys? Because we want this to be seen. So many families in our church are here in the church because they saw something on social media whether it was facebook instagram or youtube or whatever so uh, make sure that you guys are doing that i think that i'm going to do it right now no, let me see i'm going to do it right now yeah okay so here it is that's me right <laughs> that's me i'm going to share share this now how's that and share it. It's just that easy, guys. So make sure. By example, thing. Leading by it's right. We lead from the front. So, um, yeah. Let's pray. Let's start tonight in prayer, and uh, go from there. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for the way that you love us. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, that you have trusted us to to be this generation that we believe, Lord, will see your appearing come quickly, Lord. To see certainly to to be this generation that has seen and witnessed the birth of the third kingdom of Israel, which had to happen before the rapture, before the time of Jacob's trouble, Lord. And here it is, and here we are, Lord. So we ask that you'd encourage our hearts tonight, Lord, as we stand before you full of gratitude and love. Uh, plant a, a seed in our heart, Father, that will not breed fear, Lord, but will breed excitement and inspiration to, to share the good news of the gospel, uh, the gospel of grace through Jesus. Yes. In your mighty name we pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Yeah. So, let's jump in, shall we? So, uh, about China. About China. Uh, let's take a look at that first headline tonight, shall we? Can we see that, Evangeline? Wonderful. So, you'll see that the headline reads, China threatens nuclear war, expanding arsenal in case of intense showdown with the U.S. Amber, I believe you have an excerpt from this uh, article. Could you share it? Okay. It says, <clears throat> the media mouthpiece for the Chinese Communist government touted their country's urgent goal to expand its arsenal of long-range nuclear missiles 
in anticipation of an intense showdown with the U.S. Hmm. The number of China's nuclear warheads must reach the quantity that makes U.S. elites shiver should they entertain the idea of engaging in a military conf confrontation with China, wrote... Hu Xiaxing. Hu Xiaxing. You're going to have to forgive us. We we didn't know how to pronounce that, so I literally, seconds before we went on yeah, air, I Googled it, and I pushed play, and it spoke Chinese, and it said, Hu Xiaxing. Hu Xiaxing. It was a moment. If we're still flushed, that's probably why. Anyway. The editor of the Global Times in the opinion piece. He goes on to say, on this basis, we can calmly and actively manage divergencies with Washington to avoid a minor incident sparking a war. U.S. hostility towards China is burning. Hmm. Ooh. We must use our strength and consequences that Washington cannot afford to bear if it takes risky moves to keep them sober, he wrote, adding that Beijing must be ready for the intense showdown. Wow. China is burning mm. with hostility. My goodness. So, uh, the author continues and says, The threat from the editor of the Global Times comes as President Biden ordered the U.S. intelligence community to take another look at whether the coronavirus leaked from a Chinese lab. Okay, so, uh, what do you do with this uh, headline as a Christian? All right, sounds pretty scary, right? Well, what does that have to do with us? And should I be afraid of that as a Christian? Am I going to have to suffer uh, part of this? We know China is somewhere in end-time prophecy. Uh, at least it's widely believed that they are somewhere, uh, certainly in the tribulation period, right? So um, let's just take this apart first and foremost. This is all stemming from, uh, surely, unless you live under a rock, and that's possible, a lot of people just... We know the news is fake and you've just quit watching it. I can't blame you for that anymore. But uh, most, uh, all of the, uh, at least, not the mainstream media is saying this, but all of the other media, all, which it's almost alternative media, right? And then, then there's alternative alternative media, right? But uh, certainly the, the right-leaning media has been blasting everywhere all of these all of these reports and emails and everything that's been coming out pointing to the reality that the coronavirus the chinese coronavirus came from a lab it was engineered in a lab in wuhan china and then leaked out somehow and that's how it began because if you remember this story was well over a year ago this story came out and was shoved to the side and the mainstream media in large uh, masses said it was a conspiracy theory, it was ridiculous, this virus came from a wet lab in uh, the market where they sold bats and possums and everything else for dinner, right? So, but at this point so much evidence has come out that the Wuhan uh, Virology Institute that studied coronavirus in Wuhan was likely uh, likely the uh, source of it that they can't hide from it anymore they can't run from it run from it anymore as a matter of fact i don't know if you guys saw this you that you saw the john stewart um john stewart was on the colbert report and they're making light of it and this is how they do it you know they this is how they they're gonna they're gonna they have to now come around to that being the reality of the situation they have to own it so they'll have, they're gonna do it tongue-in-cheek as a joke they're gonna they're gonna come around and admit to it admit to it without ever admitting to it they're gonna say well of course of course that's where it came from when John Stewart is on the Colbert report uh, if it's even called that anymore uh, but 
he was saying, maybe, you know, just maybe, and these are liberal leftist comedians, right, saying maybe, just maybe, the uh, Wuhan coronavirus came from the Wuhan Coronavirus Institute, right? And, and you, I can't do it justice. You have to watch the video. I got a good chuckle out of it. But it's, you know, there's so much more than you see behind, uh, you see what they're doing. Yeah, this is my point. In any case, even they're saying it now. Uh, well, it was well over a year ago um, that, uh, uh, that, uh, uh, that uh, woman who used to work at the lab, if you remember, came out on Tucker Carlson uh, tonight. Li yeah, Ling, yes, I'm glad Li, you said it. Li yeah, and uh, she came out, she was on Tucker Carlson, she was on uh, Bannon, mm -hmm. the War Room Fine. pandemic show uh, with Steve Bannon. They, they actually named her their Woman of the Year right this year just a few weeks ago she came out and said no this was absolutely engineered not only her but then other uh, Chinese scientists have been leaking but Li Meng Yan in particular was saying this wasn't just a leak this was a the Chinese government released this as a bioweapon right so uh, ultimately what they were doing there and why the whole reason they were creating these viruses were for bioweapons purposes according to them and then you look into uh, uh, the emails of Tony Fauci, or fr what'd you call him before? Fraudchi. Fraudchi? That's his name, yeah, Fraudchi. Tony, Tony Fraudchi. Fraudchi. Uh, his emails have been released. Uh, can, can I see that headline, that next headline, Eva? What, did, what does this say? Uh, emails expose Fauci as fraud, right? That's pretty well said. And ultimately, in his emails, back and forth with many people, there's no way around it anymore. Uh, masks, he's, he's saying one thing on TV, saying we need to make wear masks. He's telling his friends a mask does literally nothing unless somebody walked directly up to your face and sneezed on you. Uh, it might might help then, right? Otherwise, it's completely pointless. If it was only ever uh, to be a tool of control, and then you know leftists grabbed onto it like a cult following and really made it their virtue signaling tool. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, even if you look through his emails, and guys, you know I don't get to just. I'm not a slanderer. I don't just say these things. You can look up the emails yourself, okay? Um, the whole six feet apart thing, you can look at... He's saying one thing on TV. At the same time, he's sending emails to his friends saying it's complete nonsense. The six feet apart thing, also nonsense, all for globalist uh, control. So, China. So, they're mad. They're so mad that all of this is being exposed. What are they going to do? They're threatening nuclear war unless we stop this investigation into the origins of the coronavirus, is what they're saying. Okay, will they really follow through that on that? Is that a genuine threat, or is that just something that they're saying to sh to shift the focus, get it off, get people to stop talking about what we're all talking about and discovering? Uh, I don't know, but I know that. Uh, China is relevant to us as Christians in regards to end-time prophecy, really because of two uh, passages of Scripture, okay? And I'm just going to share them with you, and that way we'll have a biblical context for everything that we're seeing with these headlines. Sound good? Mm -hmm. All right. So, Revelation uh, chapter 16, verse 12. Can you read that for us, Amber? Mm -hmm. And this is the uh, NIV version. It says, The sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the kings of the east. Kings of the east. Now, we talked about this a little bit briefly before. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, 
during Christmas time, the scripture talks about the kings of the east. Well, if we do a little study of history, we know that they were Parthian, right? Uh, they were uh, Iraqis, basically. Modern-day Iraqis were the Magi. So th that was east. That was east of Jerusalem. So is this talking about that kind of east? I don't know. Now, traditionally, around Christmas time, the east gets confused because we, we know that Christmas song. I'm going to sing. We three kings. <laughs> of Orient. No, yeah, no, no, no. You were going to do so much better at time. We three kings of Orient, Orient are... Right, uh, Orient? The Orient? Right. So they were Asian and Chinese? No, they were Parthians, okay? Um, so you see how you know, we love to talk about you know, all that and context and everything Christmas time because there's so much many misconceptions. Anyway, the East here, is that Iranian, Iraqi, or is it... Chinese. Most people think Chinese when they think, I don't know, there's conjecture here. Uh, but I think Revelation chapter 9 verse 14 through 17 actually helps clear it up a little bit for us. Can we read that as well? Mm -hmm. All right. It said to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. And the four angels who had been kept ready for this very hour and day and month and year were released to kill a third of mankind. The number of the mounted troops was twice 10,000 times 10,000. Okay, hold on there. So that's 10,000 twice, right? So 20,000, all you math majors, are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. So 10,000 twice, 20,000 times 10,000. So 20,000 times 10,000, anybody know what that number is? 200 million. Okay, keep reading. I heard their Let's number. Keep the horse and riders I saw in my vision looked like this. Their breastplates were fiery red, dark blue, and yellow as sulfur. The heads of the horses resembled the heads of lions, and out of their mouth came fire, smoke, and sulfur. Right. So, many speculate that this verse suggests a demonically led 200 million man army during the time of the Great Tribulation. So that's the back three and a half years of the seven year time of Jacob's trouble. China is the only army on earth that large. Mm -hmm. You got to understand 200 million. As of the year uh, 2000, 70 million uh, males were born uh, due to uh, the one-child policy. If you're born, women, females that are born in China, oftentimes they're thrown into the river or uh, aborted mm -hmm. because they're trying to build a male-dominated military force in China. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a humanitarian genocide to be sure. But they're the only nation uh, that could ever uh, at this point put together those kind of numbers four billion people in China right now right they're the only country that could uh, also also what's interesting is uh, the breastplate covers colors uh, are very prominent uh, fiery red dark blue and yellow so the those same colors are very prominent in Chinese art throughout uh, history as well. Mm -hmm. So the ability to kill one-third of the Earth, Earth's population, I mean, that's a lot, mm -hmm. right? I mean, that also su suggests uh, weapons of mass destruction. What countries have weapons of mass destruction, right? Mm -hmm. So we know that China does. Mm -hmm. We know they do. We know they're the only people. Russia does, sure. Russia, China, they both do. Um, uh, but they're the only they're the only nation that's really able 
to put together that kind of army. So when we see headlines like China is threatening nuclear war against America, is that relevant to us? Is it? Re I think it's relevant to us as yes, because we know. I think we're seeing right here that they are going to be an end time player on the end time stage. Uh, uh, to me, it's plainly them leading a 200 million man army army into Israel. But also remember when this is happening. Okay, this is the last half of the three and a half years of the tribulation period. So if you uh, are a preterist, uh, if you're, or if you allegorize the text and think that we're going to be here through Jacob's trouble as the bride of Christ suffering the wrath of God, the only way you need to worry about China and the great tribulation is, you know, if you believe that. Uh, unless, of course, you know, America is not an end time prophecy. And that's the reason why, you know. But ultimately, I, I believe we're so close now. The next event we're really looking for is a rapture event, more so than a Chinese nuclear war, in a prophetic sense anyway. Mm -hmm. So we'll just leave that one there. So what's next? What do we have? Can we see the ne this next headline? Let's see this next headline. So Biden is at the G7 uh, summit in Europe, and he stresses at the G7 that economic recovery can't happen until the COVID pandemic ends. Okay, so uh, we've got a excerpt from that. Can you share that excerpt with us, Amber? Uh, it says, the article reads that President Joe Biden stressed to journalists at the G7 on Sunday that the global economic recovery cannot occur until the COVID-19 pandemic is brought under control. At a news conference on Sunday, the U.S. president touted the G7's commitment to donate nearly 1 billion vaccines to lower-income countries around the world, including 500 million donated by his administration. Right. So... What we're talking about is a lockdown on the economy, right? Mm -hmm. So what does that have to do with us? Obviously, as a freedom-loving American, I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, that's what you think, buddy, right? We're going to open up the economy when we open up the economy. You think the economy can't recover until COVID is over? I think, I mean, the economy is already raring to go if government would get out of the way and stop shutting us down and locking us in our houses right uh then everything would be rolling uh, as we learned from tony fauci's emails it should have never have been shut down in the first place it was only ever a political uh a political chess move um so prophetically though what what are we looking at when we read a headline like this right um well, I think it just truly, it speaks to uh, an end time economy, mm -hmm. okay? So if we're rapidly approaching the, the uh, uh, harpazo of the church and the seven year uh, time of Jacob's trouble, Israel is closing in on that fig tree generation moment uh, uh, that we talk about 70 to 80 years is a generation, 1948 Israel was reborn, so if we're looking at 80 years being fulfilled in uh, the year 2028, you've got to have a, a, a seven-year tribulation period in there, so you've got to back up seven years and you're looking at the year 2021, and that's why a lot of people think that this year is a high 
uh, probability for, uh, let's just keep our eyes looking for Jesus. Eyes up, heads up, right? So now we've got globalists all together, Davos globalists, G7 globalists all together saying, oh, no, 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 we're going to control this economy. And there's more to, to this as well, which I'll get to here in a minute. But to me, the first thing that jumps off the page when they start talking global economy is one world order. Right, because one world order means one world currency as, as well, along with that. And we can read about that in Revelation chapter 13, verse uh, 14 through 17. Would you read that for us, dear? It says, Because of the signs it was given power to perform on behalf of the first beast, it deceived the inhabitants of the earth. It ordered them to set up an image in honor of the beast who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. The second beast was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast, so that the image could speak and cause all who refused to worship the image to be killed. It also forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hands or in their foreheads, or on their uh, foreheads, excuse me, so that they could not buy or sell unless they right had there. the mark, mm -hmm. which is the name of the beast or the number of its name. That's right. Buy or sell. That's, That's right. So buy or sell, they had the mark, right hand, forehead, right? Mm -hmm. So um, this is our big one world order verse. Why, why G7, uh, the economy won't open uh, until COVID is over. Why is it, What does that have to do with one world order? Well, understanding that COVID-19, although a real virus, uh, a real virus that had a 0.03% death rate, mm -hmm. right? The average age of death of, from COVID-19 was 78 years old. The average age of death uh, for uh, Americans, period, was 78 years old, right? So, I mean, we were treating like this, this thing like it's the Black Plague. I mean, does, does nobody's antenna go up or does nobody... I, look, I'm not a conspiracy theorist here. Yeah, if, if this is turning me into a conspiracy theorist here, right. then where's everybody else at? That's my thinking. So uh, to me, this is obviously a political football to move us towards a one world agenda. So uh, low death rate. Uh, the drugs also have been revealed. Studies, if you, unless you're under Iraq, you've seen hydroxychloroquine. Uh, everybody that tried to shut that down deserves an apology. Mm -hmm. uh, the big, the, we have... Uh, um, uh, the pharmaceuticals that this should never have not only does it have a super low death rate uh, coronavirus COVID-19 but it also we have rendesivir hydroxychloroquine what's the other one ivermectin, ivermectin. Uh, these drugs basically all of the studies come out that they were shutting wouldn't let mm -hmm. wouldn't let them be sold in the states Meanwhile, which right so whoever made those decisions mm -hmm. right uh, we're looking looking for you, Fauci, right? Uh, whoever made those decisions, I mean, they need to be tried. They should be prosecuted criminally because so many people died because they were not given access to the pharmaceuticals that could have saved their lives. So anyway, anyway, it's big. we got to be big picture thinkers here, okay? So no, we're not going to open the economy. Why? Because of COVID. COVID. Well, we know that the, we know that the, uh, uh, the drugs work to help. We know that it had a low death rate in the first place. Uh, and I, I thought your uh, um, vaccine was so great, right? So, I mean, we can see all of these things that don't add up, they don't make mm -hmm. sense. 
if you study end-time Bible prophecy, you know what's coming. You know one world order is coming. You know uh, global currency is coming. Okay, so uh, to, to, the, to the eschatologist, this is just obviously a push towards that one world governance. It's all about control. Okay, uh, when we read this uh, scripture, uh, 13, uh, Revelation 13, 14 through 17, we see that no businesses, no commerce can happen on the earth without the mark. This is complete global governance, okay? Uh, nobody's buying food without this. Global currency, the buy and sell. I mean, markets are collapsing as we speak right now. Russia uh, just last week dumped the dollar. China is looking to dump the dollar. They're coming after Bitcoin now as well because the, glo the, the uh, 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 global bankers they want control, mm -hmm. okay? And they want their global currency. So uh, as a matter of fact, can I see this next picture? At the G7 in France, um, if you really want to dig into some of this stuff, uh, Francis Macron, president of uh, France, urges the G7 to sell their gold reserves to fund a bailout for Africa. Okay, well, that might sound like a nice thing to do at face value, okay, right off the the top, but who is he selling the gold to? Who is he sell, selling France's gold to? Who is he encouraging Germany and, and every other uh, nation, the U.S., to sell their gold to? The IMF, mm -hmm. the International Monetary Fund. Guess who the International Monetary Fund is? They're the globalist Davos bankers that want the Great Reset, who ten want a, the Ten Kings of the Earth that want a One World currency. So if our nations are gold poor, who's got all the gold? The IMF, Davos, all of them. Uh, China's been buying up gold because they've seen seen this coming for a while. I think they're in it up to their eyeballs. Um, so uh, interesting. One more thing. Side note, I don't want to jump off on this for too long because it's not really in the line of thinking, but can I see this next graphic? Uh, what do we have? Yeah, Macron at the same G7 meeting, Macron wants to move forward with, with Turkey ties, okay? Ties to uh, the remnant of the Ottoman Empire, as it were, okay? Uh, the remnants of the uh, caliphate, Islamic caliphate, truly, um, uh, who had a lot to do with ISIS in these past few years, okay? Uh, so, what is, why is that relevant? Well end time speaking, and I said I don't have time to jump into Ezekiel 38 and 39 uh, tonight, but read Ezekiel 38 and 39, the nations that will confederate together, Russia, Turkey, uh, uh, all of these nations. Uh, many people believe that Macron is poised to be a world leader stepping onto the stage. Some people have even hypothesized that he could be a potential antichrist figure. Again, we're, we don't have time to jump into all that tonight, but look into it uh, if you've got some time. Um, also coming out of uh, this G7, can I see this next uh, headline? Something that will interest you personally and your personal life. Uh, G7 countries agree to work on mutual recognition of vaccine passports. That's right. Amber, could you share with us uh, that... Uh, passage from the article. All right. The article reads, health ministers from the G7 nations have agreed to work on mutual recognition, recognition of vaccine passports to help global travel and commerce deal with COVID-19. 
Health Secretary Matt Hancock said on Friday. Ministers from Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, the UK, and the US said that they were committed to working towards a process of mutual acceptance of COVID-19 certificates. Right. So isn't this right in line with what we're talking about, right? So we're talking about one world order, one world governance, one world economy, mm -hmm. okay? We can't open the economy until COVID's over, okay? Well, we can't, uh, COVID's not going to be over until we're, we're going to need some sort of tracking system. Mm -hmm. We're going to need some sort of passport system. As a matter of fact, it's not just the G7 nations in Europe, which primarily what they're saying is we want to open the economy. So just everybody get a vaccine passport and then you can fly again. Then you can you can travel between from European nation to European nation if you've had your vaccine and if you have a passport to show it, right? Papers, please. Papers, mm -hmm. papers, mm -hmm. right? Uh, it's like a... Uh, Europe in the 1920s, uh, Nazi, uh, Nazi style, 1930s. So um, it's not just there, though. Can I see this next headline? It's, it's there, the G7, they're agreeing to it. They've also, we're also seeing it in India now. Uh, unvac the unvaccinated, and this is frightening, they're going to make them wear a patch on their clothing of a skull and crossbones, because that means... That if you don't have the vaccine, you're dangerous. Just like on a bottle of poison, you put skull and crossbones. Now, if you've not been injected with their, um, oh, uh, with their experiment, right? If you've not been injected by their experiment, you're the dangerous one, right? So, uh, guess what? It's not just in India. Next headline. Can we see this one? Guess where else it is? In California. Oh, man. Gavin Newsom, right? Not surprised. Are you surprised? I'm not surprised. So, let me see that headline one more time. Let me read it to you. A vaccination verification system is coming very shortly. Boy, those are campaign promises mm -hmm. that you like to hear, uh, aren't they? Is it gone yet? I mean, they were, they were trying to recall him. I know they got enough votes right. to recall him. I don't know what happened with that. And and if anybody does, comment below. Mm -hmm. uh, but I can't believe that there's still enough people in California that would hear him say something like that and think, oh, that's great. But I mean, there are so many Republican Californians in Nashville now, right? And maybe all, the, all of the uh, uh, people with common sense have fled the state at this point. I don't know. Um, as a matter of fact, so that's California. I've got something else here as well. I went ahead and printed this out because I couldn't believe it. In the city of Santa Clara, California, this is your form now that you can fill out. Yes, this is your form. Self-certification of vaccination status. So you can get your, you can now fill out and apply for your own vaccine passport. Isn't that great? Can I see this next picture, Eva, as well? If you were to scroll down on this website, you'd see... I am fully vaccinated. Uh, you check which one it is. I've received the first dose of Moderna or Pfizer. I've not yet, you know, so, so they're tracking you. See, I, don't, I already had it. Yeah. On there. Yeah, I am fully analyzed. vaccinated. Yeah, right. No, how about, yeah, where, where on here does it say, I had COVID-19, so actually I've got studies show and prove that I actually have better antibodies mm -hmm. to likely live a lifetime without ever getting the studies are out there, okay? Uh, 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 
just as many studies as they see they, they want to push this stuff with no scientific study backing but the studies suggest now they're coming out if you've had COVID the antibodies that you've had likely you're good for life mm -hmm. to never get it again and actually, if you've had COVID-19, it, it's more, more dangerous for you to get the vaccine than if you had never had COVID because you've already got COVID antibodies, right? So this is in Santa Clara. Congratulations, Santa Clara. You've got a special, special governor. And boy, your city is doing something great here too, huh? Uh, the public health of Santa Clara County, California. Wow, please note that you are required to provide accurate information about your vaccination status. What a world we're living in, my goodness. So, all of this happening sounds a lot like people tracking, sounds a lot like setting up systems for a buy, sell, trade, certainly in order of sorts. Uh, at the governmental level, at the G7, the governments are talking one world order, they're talking one world currency, they're talking vaccine passports. They're talking tracking you. That sounds a lot like Revelation chapter 13 to me. How about you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay so, oh, by the way, this is another one. We're on the while we're on the vac the vaccine topic. Can I see this next uh, graphic? We have to mention this before we move off of before we move off of vaccines. At the same time, we're talking about all this. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt here in Nashville, Tennessee, won't let the kids come back to school unless they've had their vaccines and they want their proof vaccine passport, their proof of vaccination, right? Well, Israel, a panel in Israel has concluded that the Pfizer COVID vaccine probably, how about that? What do you mean probably? You obviously got some, obviously got some confirmations if you're able to even say probably probably causes heart inflammation, especially in young people. Are you kidding me? I've actually got an excerpt of this one. Uh, can you, do you care to read that for mm -hmm. us, Amber? That'll be on page three. Officials within the Israeli Ministry of Health have determined that the mRNA vaccine from Pfizer and BioNTech is probably linked to causing deadly heart inflammation particularly in young men following the second dose. After receiving a litany of reports about cases of heart inflammation, including myocarditis, post-injection, a panel of public health experts specializing in epidemiology, along with members of numerous respected universities, decided to take a close look at the jab to see if any correlation between the two exists. They found that the experimental gene therapy injections inflame the heart muscle, potentially leading to cardiac arrhythmia and death. Researchers from the National Organization for Rare Disorders say that myocarditis can result from infection, but is more commonly the result of the body's immune reaction to the initial heart damage. So your immune system attacks your body. Mm -hmm. That's what they're finding the jab is doing. It's triggering autoimmune disease. That's fun, huh? So think about it, somebody already has autoimmune Oh my Lord. As well. My goodness, mm. Lord Jesus, help us. Uh, and this side note, by the way, uh, they're saying, uh, and I, 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 I share a headline or an article to back it up, but, so I, but I'm, I'm hearing, okay, rumor mill here, okay, that there's an HGC hormone in the shot. 
And for those of you who don't know what an HGC hormone is, that's okay. Uh, I didn't know what it was either until I did a little digging. I encourage you to do the same thing. Years back when the Gates Foundation and other charitable uh, pharmaceutical uh, organizations were bringing vaccines over to Africa, they started vaccinating the African people for tetanus. Sounds good, right? I, I cut my toe on a tin can in the trash once, right? And I had to get a sh tetanus shot and all that stuff. Tetanus shot, my whole life, I got a tetanus shot when I was a kid, right? We were raised in this culture that shots are always good, right? So uh, what they found out and the local African doctors took a sample of the samples off to be studied and wouldn't you know it that they came back, all six had HGC in these vaccines that they were had given to over 2 million African women specifically. 2 million. Do you know what HGC does? It makes you sterile. So these women were losing their babies and being sterilized for life. Mm. This is the kind of evil that we are dealing mm. with here. Uh, so when we, we're hearing news reports, uh, first-hand reports actually, of people in Nashville even, who are just around people that are getting the vaccine. They're not even, haven't even gotten the vaccine. They're around people that are getting the vaccine. And people are, women, it's affecting, affecting their menstrual cycles. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, they're losing babies, yes. going into early labor. Mm -hmm. uh, it kind of points to the strong possibility, and a lot of people are talking, it hasn't been proven yet, but they're talking there's likely some HGC sterilization uh, stuff happening here with um, this shot. And again, that's just conjecture, conjecture based on what I'm heard. I'm not claiming that to be fact, but you know, I won't be surprised when it turns out that there's some sterilization side effect of this stuff either. I don't know. Well, how are we doing, guys? Are you enjoying this tonight? I hope you're enjoying this. This is fun. I love it. It is fun. Um, let's move on to the next headline. This, speaking of fun, this next headline is fun. Doing this is fun. This, the topics are not fun. <laughs> well, the topics. Uh, yeah, doing this is fun. Uh, the, the, I, it is kind of fun to talk it's about. Exciting. Right? Exciting. Awesome. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's when awful. When you read things like what we just talked about, you're thinking, let's get to the wrath of God part. Jeez. Stuff. Yeah. You can know? we have some justice, Lord, right. please? It's coming. Mm. <laughs> Let's see this next headline, shall we? There's that guy. What's he been up to? There's that guy, yeah. So this is what I mean. Anytime you talk about aliens, that's kind of fun, right? Fun topic. Uh, Obama. Um, this is just weird. It's just strange. Uh, so the Pentagon has uh, decided they're going to release, after all these years, they're going to release all the UFO files on June 25th. So Such weird timing. Strange timing, look, isn't it? Look at this over here. Don't look at this. Yeah. Watch the <laughs> other hand kind of thing, right? <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, maybe it is some of that, you know, get mm -hmm. the people distracted. But, uh, you know, when we talk about aliens from a biblical perspective, we don't necessarily think that there are little green men from Alpha Centauri, right? Now, demons. Could there be little green men from Alpha Centauri? Sure, I guess, conjecture-wise, you know, but more than likely, uh, we're talking about demons. We're talking about disembodied Nephilim from Genesis chapter 6. We're talking demonic activity. Right. Um, so there has obviously been um, 
And you don't have to be a conspiracy. You know, 10 years ago, if you believed in aliens, they would still call you a conspiracy theorist. Mm -hmm. Even probably four years, three or four years ago, they would still call you a conspiracy theorist. But then they just started releasing stuff in increments from the government to Tucker Carlson, to CNN, to these, you know, mainstream media sources. So they've been kind of breaking us in. Also, with the movie industry all of these years, right, we've been kind of programmed to really believe in aliens, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, now Obama comes out and he says this. Uh, can we see that headline? And Amber, will you read the quote? Okay, so Obama was questioned about whether he believes undeniable proof of aliens would change his politics during a podcast interview with the Ezra, Ezra Klein show this week. His quote was, new religions would pop up, the former president said, should alien life be confirmed. But no doubt there would be immediate arguments about like, well, we need to spend a lot more money on weapon systems to defend ourselves. Right. New religions. New religions. That's what I take away from Sorry. that. You know, I mean, we should really, if we're looking to the end time, we should be expecting new religions too. So to see truly the deep state elite leader, he's still their leader, whether he's president of the United States or not, you know. Uh, we recall, we know that when Trump was first put in office and he went on his first big tour around the world, Obama literally went on the same tour and stopped in at those same places right after him. Right. Saying, wasn't he like the only, pre like the only president, president yeah, the only president, right down the road? 100%, and Valerie Jarrett moved in with him and, uh, and Michelle. Strange, huh? Strange. You think that's strange? I think that's strange. I think it's strange. Um, but uh, he's saying that we should, ex uh, that should alien life be confirmed, expect a new religion. Well, I mean, there's so much to that. Mm -hmm. I mean, jeez Louise. Uh, it's almost like he knows something. Right. Because who says that? Right. So we confirm alien life, right, with what the scientists are doing in Geneva, Switzerland at CERN, trying to open portals into Sheol, into mm -hmm. the Maybe other dimensions, mm -hmm. right? Uh, coming off of just having studied Revelation chapter 9, right, that's relevant uh, to today, uh, potentially, if they're doing that. Uh, what comes out of the abyss, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the hordes and and uh, the locust king, right? So, uh, also, you think about uh, every time a president is inaugurated in Washington, D.C., at the headquarters of the Freemasons, the they're doing a ritual mm -hmm. asking the spirit of Apollo to return, mm -hmm. right? So, <sighs> I mean, the deep state... The elites. So that's Tom Horn, right? So right. In case somebody wants to look yeah, if anybody that's, wants to look that yeah, up, Tom Horn. Belly, watch the Belly of the Beast documentary, and he's got all kinds of books about this stuff. Very cool. But the, you know, we oftentimes think about the world as being not Christian, mm -hmm. and when we think of something being not Christian, oftentimes we'll think atheist. Well, you either believe in God or you don't. We are, we are missing the mark when we do that. Right. So because people that actually believe there is no God are a much smaller mm -hmm. percentage than you think. The people that don't believe in Jesus, that aren't Christians, they don't necessarily not believe in God. And as a matter of fact, a great number of them in Hollywood and in global leadership and in the leadership of our nation, they're occultists, right. much mm -hmm. like the people of Babylon were 
much like the people of the ancient pagan world in, in Greece and, and Europe and uh, uh, Asia Minor and everything else, right? So essentially the, false, the fallen angels that set themselves to be, up to be worshipped as God, right? Before they were bound in Sheol, okay? They set themselves up to be worshipped. That false pagan religion that was then rebirthed after the flood in Babylon then traveled to Egypt, traveled to Greece, traveled the world, traveled to Asia, right? These pagan religions are still practiced today. And they're practiced, the occultism of truly what it is is it's Satan worship. It's Luciferianism. Luciferianism. You know, I always thought of Satan worshippers, well, d a devil with a pitchfork and yeah. black clothes. No, no, no. True Luciferians believe that Lucifer is, they have this whole narrative that, that Satan has written for them. That Lucifer was Jesus' brother and that he was the light bearer and that he was the good guy, right? And God was mean and, and Jesus was, you know, not so impressive. But Lucer, Lucifer was the great one and the uniter. And the, so they, they're, they're, and they're, they're, they're showing themselves with all of their uh, hand signals and the third eye and all that stuff that they do, the hand in the pocket and all that stuff, if you want to study any of that stuff. So they have a religion. So we should be expecting a end time, one world, Luciferian, pagan religion that the leaders of the world have and participate in. And Obama is signaling that the world needs to get ready when basically for a new religion when this disclosure happens. So that's incredibly, incredibly interesting. Uh, revelation. With a new God. And what a, new leader. New, yeah, exactly. So Apollo, mm -hmm. the Apollo returning as the Freemasons are praying for his spirit to return, right? And where would he be returning from? Perhaps Revelation chapter 9 being released from the pit. Perhaps CERN has something to do with that. I mean, it's fascinating stuff. And but, for someone that's just coming, like, tuning in right now, at this point, the church yeah. is not... Not here, because we're, case in point, we're in Revelation chapter 13, and in Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, is a harpazo come up here, right? Watching and from, from that balcony, point, was, from the, the mezzanine, <laughs> the right, mezzanine, yeah. as Chuck Missler says. So, uh, Revelation chapter 4 and 5 has the church squarely in the throne room of God, right. I believe. But Revelation chapter 13, verses 5 through 8, can you read that to us, Amber? That's where I'm pulling a lot of this from. We're on page four. Four, okay. Uh, so the beast was given a mouth. Did I read this one? No, was that five it? through eight. Okay. The beast was given a mouth to utter proud words and blasphemies and to exercise its authority for 42 months. It opened its mouth to blaspheme God and to slander his name and his dwelling place and those who live in heaven. It was given power to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer them. And it was given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation. All inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast. All there whose names have not been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. The Lamb who was slain from the creation of the world. Mm. Yeah. So there it is. Uh, they'll all worship. They'll all worship. Um, that new false religion, mm -hmm. false teaching. I tell you what, it abounds today. It abounds today, but there it is in a nutshell. And that's what we need to be looking for. And I think that's what we're seeing. What we're seeing is a precursor to this in the world today. Uh, let's move on to the next one, though. We're running out of time here. Mm -hmm. We're almost there. I've got 
one more good article. You guys are going to like this article. Can we see this next article? Lessons from a North Korean defector. North Korean defector came and went to college at Columbia University, and her take was that U.S. schools have become brainwashing centers. Uh, can you read that quote for me, Amber? Mm -hmm. Oh, you're going to have to help me. What is that? Yeonmi. Yeonmi Park knows what real oppression looks like. She was born in North Korea, and by the age of 13, she had literally witnessed people drop dead of starvation right in front of her eyes. Thankfully, she was able to escape North Korea for a better life. In 2016, Park transferred from the university that she was studying at in South Korea to Columbia University here in the United States. Initially, she was very excited to be able to study in this country, but once she started attending classes, she quickly realized that even North Korea isn't this nuts. That's a quote. <laughs> even North Korea yeah. isn't this nuts. This is crazy. A North Korean defector said she viewed the U.S. as a country of free thought and free speech until she went to college here. Her quote says, I expected that I was paying this fortune all this time and energy to learn how to think. But they are forcing you to think the way they want you to think, Park said in an interview with Fox News. I realized, wow, this is insane. I thought America was different, but I saw so many similarities to what I saw in North Korea that I started worrying. Wow. That is crazy. That's crazy, huh? But we know it. We know this is happening in our schools. We know it, but it's just, I think it's very insightful to have somebody from literally communism, mm -hmm. literally grew up and was schooled in a communist nation, come here to Columbia University and just say this is... Even North Korea isn't this nuts. Even North Korea isn't this nuts. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 11 through 12 uh, reads, And for this reason, Paul writes, mm -hmm. God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, verse 12, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And I truly feel in my heart that this is where a lot of the world is at today. They take pleasure, in, they believe the lie, they condemn the truth because they take pleasure in unrighteousness and the truth reveals reveals to them their unrighteousness and they don't like that that doesn't feel good that do, that doesn't work for them right so so they predispose themselves i've always said this that if you ignore the voice of the holy spirit in your heart and in your mind long enough you'll quit hearing him because you'll train yourself to hear that and ignore it. You'll train yourself to ignore the voice of the Holy Spirit, and eventually you'll, you'll get so good at it that you don't even hear him anymore. And I think that's what we're seeing here. Now, I'm not saying that we're living in the time of the great delusion that Paul's talking about. I think that when God sends that, I don't think God is sending that yet, okay? Uh, again, that's tribulational stuff. When God, when God sends that, sends that, it's going to be worse than it is now. But this certainly feels like we are in a running up to period of this great delusion because uh, people people believe the lie they condemn uh, they condemn the truth uh, you know certainly the media today is nothing but propaganda nothing but propaganda our schools are infected 
with propaganda as this article offers, mm -hmm. right? I mean, it, the Columbia University, this is a school that's teaching you what to think, not how to think, yeah. not how to take in information and make up your own educated decision, mm -hmm. hopefully praying with, for some wisdom from God while you're at it, right? Okay. But no, this is what you think, period. And that's what their schools are doing. Mm -hmm. You look at what's happening with critical race theory in the schools. I am so overjoyed with the uprising in this nation right now. The average people, uh, mothers. mothers, fathers, mothers, people yeah. coming to the school boards, going to their state legislatures and saying, absolutely not, right. absolutely no, will you... You will not be teaching critical race theory in my child's school, period, right. right? Now, universities, that's a whole other ballpark, but at least with public schools, they're taxpayer-funded, and we have a right to say and a right to speak to the school board and demand it. Now, uh, so people, are, there's a huge uprising against it, and you can see that the... Uh, uh, the powers that be that want that in there, the communists, really, it's, mm -hmm. it's communism. It's a communist teaching. It's racist. It's racist against white people, really. Uh, so uh, then the Black Lives Matter stuff, same thing. You know, right. black, do Black Lives Matter? Of course they matter, but they're taking something that matters, mm -hmm. something that you could have been a good movement, and they, that's what they always do. They take a take a good cause and then manip hijack it and manipulate it for their nefarious uh, reasons like establishing communism. Oh, and then by the way, the founders of Black Lives Matter, by one of them, one of the found, two founders bought $4 million mansions all in white neighborhoods, right? Because mm -hmm. it, it was never about Black Lives Matter for them. It was about, well, they're, they're admitted communists. And on their website, they talked about their, their uh, in one of their endeavors was to, uh, um, upend the Western nuclear family and redefine what a family is, right? Mm -hmm. So that's Marxism through and through. Um, and there are a lot of Christians that, you know, have gotten behind that. I've seen some churches and things yeah. that have gotten behind that. I don't think they understand truly no. or have taken the time to realize the origins of this mm -hmm. and where, you know, what it's really about, like what you just said. Well, if you don't look into it and you just hear Black Lives Matter, oh, great. Well, let's, we're going to well, go yeah, protest course, peacefully, right? right? And then what happens? You go down there with a good intention in your heart. You go down there with peace in your heart, and you're there peacefully. What happens? Well, the communist Marxist leftists that hijacked the thing send in their people to burn down the city, and you're like, what the heck? That's not what I was here for. That's not what... Mm -hmm. But again, it's when good intentions are hijacked. It's cover. It's cover for the leftist movement. It always has been. Same thing goes with this transgender movement that's happening mm -hmm. as far as the critical race theory in the schools that, that she's uh, and the, the telling you what to think. They're telling our kids what to think about race. They're telling our kids what to think about uh, uh, transgender issues and how you identify and all of that stuff. Um, the head of, it's interesting, I saw an article uh, today, it's actually an older article, I shared it on my Facebook, if uh, you guys didn't see it, you should go check it out. The head of psychiatry at Johns Hopkins uh, University uh, came out just a few years ago and called uh, transgenderism a mental disorder. Wow. That's problematic for them now though, and I'm mm -hmm. sure he's being canceled, uh, but the distinguished service uh, a professor of psychiatry, I'll just read this verbatim, at Johns Hopkins Hospital says, and I quote, transgenderism is a mental disorder that merits treatment. Sex change is biologically impossible, 
and that people doing sexual reassignment surgery are collaborating with and promoting a mental disorder. And the article that he wrote goes on to say that people that are identifying, if a man is identifying or a young man is identifying as female or vice versa, if you just leave it alone, 70 to 80% of them, it just goes away. Mm. Yet, we've got these teachers and, uh, and, and doctors okay. pushing hormone uh, uh, drugs on these kids to transition them. Mm -hmm. uh, Tennessee today in the House Assembly of Tennessee actually had an emergency meeting to handle this issue. And boy, this is so encouraging that we live in a state with such a great mm -hmm. assembly because uh, they were meeting in an emergency session to deal with directly the fact that uh, 14 years old and up the way, the way that it stood is that a 14-year-old, if they wanted to start transitioning with their school counselor who could get them to a doctor because they tell them about the feelings that they're having, right? Keep in mind, 70 to 80% of them, if you just leave it alone, it goes away, okay? The studies, studies suggest, but if they're 14, 14 years old, they don't even have to tell the parents that they're going to get medical treatment for transitioning, Okay, and which, by the way, he said is impossible anyway. You can't transitioning is impossible. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can mutilate your body, but that's not transitioning. Right. Okay. Uh, so, so I, to me, this is just it's all this is it's all one big matzo ball, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, from every little every headline connects with the next headline, right. and it's all about dilution. It's all about attacking the foundational institutions of our way of life, right. the, the, the Christian biblical f family, family. Mm -hmm. truly, really. So, um, yeah, so that's, I've got, that's all I've got for tonight. Two things I'm not going to spend much time on. Just, I, I don't want to close tonight without mentioning them. Can I see this next picture? Uh, Israel, as the end of an era after Netanyahu foes strike a deal for the first time ever, uh, Israel will have Arab leadership, which is unbelievable. Okay, so that's relevant uh, uh, prophetically because uh, ancient rabbis always believed that, uh, or uh, not rabbi, well, yes, they're rabbis, rabbi just means teacher, but church fathers, Christian church fathers, believed that the Antichrist figure. Uh, um, the Syrian, mm -hmm. right? That he would be half Jewish, half Arab, half Arab mm -hmm. because the whole they would everybody would have to receive him, and how could he be received if he wasn't? So we're looking at for the first time in this th prophesied third kingdom of Israel is open to leadership that is both Arab and Israeli. So that's significant. And one more uh, point on Israel. Next graphic. One more point on Israel. We see this. Benjamin Netanyahu claims election fraud. Doesn't that sound familiar? We need might he might need to call in uh, some of those Arizona auditors. Maybe mm -hmm. states keep visiting Arizona to figure out how to do a forensic audit on the vote. The ninjas. The ninja. Oh. Yeah, right. The I can't remember. <laughs> I can't either. Uh, visit Andrew. What are the name of the ninjas? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we might get an Israeli delegation coming to Arizona here before too long. I mean, seriously. I mean, it's it's widespread. Uh, and one last sign in the headlines for us, Amber. This is when you know Jesus. This is, is really this good. is this is when you know. This is when you know. This is when you there, know. Huh? It says. You see it. 
Okay, so just read it for us. You read it. Okay, so a humpback whale swallows U.S. You no, not U.S. Yeah. Was he in the U.S.? U.S. Yeah. Swallows a U.S. lobsterman alive and then spits him out. <laughs> the sign of Jonah, perhaps? Huh? I mean, it's it's, it's swallowed by a whale and lived, huh? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, Here's the thing. I mean, it's yeah. possible. So for those that were like, it's nah, possible. that's just a story. It doesn't really happen. I read this know? article. I read this article. <laughs> and he says, I felt I felt his mouth close around me and I knew I was totally, completely inside of his mouth and all light was gone. I knew I had been swallowed by the whale. He said I could feel his tongue muscles cre creeping around me and I thought to myself, this is it. This is how this I go. Is. There's no way I'm getting out of here. Could you imagine just for a moment, and then all of a sudden the whale spit him out? Now imagine poor Jonah. Poor Jonah, like my goodness. Yeah, well, some people conjecture that he, that that was truly a type and shadow of Christ because they conjecture that he died maybe, and then was resurrected. So, like Jesus, maybe not. I don't know though. Anyway, that's just fun to away. talk about. He was, he was gone. He was definitely, I mean, I hope he wasn't awake for the whole thing, anyway. But as in the days of Noah. So shall flag, it be. you know. Jeez. The, the yeah. Swallowing, that's just the, the whale. rainbow, <laughs> yeah. All of it. That's it. Well, we'll end here tonight, guys. Uh, you know, so I hope you enjoyed this tonight, and uh, I hope to do more of this. Uh, you know, we are a church that believes... Uh, that we're living in the end times and that uh, and if we are living in the end times we're going to be seeing <sighs> prophetic things happening in the world around us and those things will be turning up in the news so when we see them we uh, we used to do a prophecy update after church service every single Sunday and it just got to be where it was too much to to fit in uh, you know so uh, maybe we can make it a point to do more of these uh, to stay on top of the God's time clock right. and where we're at in history. It's changing so, daily. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, we'll close there tonight. And we never want to close a service without giving you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus Christ. Have you put your faith in him for your eternal salvation? Is your eternity secure in his hands? Now, we talk about faith all the time, right? I might, I, I, my favorite analogy ever, I'll never stop saying it. I believe, if I'm, this chair I'm sitting in, I believe, if I believe that it will hold me, I can look at it and believe it will. But I'm not putting any faith in it until I try to sit in it, right? That's what faith is. Are you truly trusting? Have you prayed to Jesus and trusted Him with your life? Trusted Him with your future? Trusted in Him that the Word of God is true, and what the Word of God says is that the cross was enough, that He took it all for you. He took the punishment that you deserved on the cross, and in turn gave you His righteousness to be covered in His robe of righteousness, and rose again on the third day. And because He lives, now you can live with Him seated at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places, in that position as a fully legally adopted heir in the kingdom of God's son or daughter. Do you believe that? And have you put your faith and trust in him in the finished work of the cross and the empty tomb? If you haven't done that, I implore you to do that tonight. This moment can change the rest of your, not just life, but eternal life tonight. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, and if you're out there and some, if you're out there and you're wanting to make that uh, commitment tonight for the first time, just pray with me. Say, Jesus, 
I believe that you're God. I believe that you love me. I believe that you died on the cross for my sin. I believe that you rose from the grave on the third day and have paid in full my debt. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank me. Thank you for loving me the way that you do, Lord. I trust you with my eternity. When you come for your bride, you come for your church, I, I know you're coming for me, Lord. Don't forget me. And I pray that you come quickly, that I would be with you, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. May he pour favor and grace out on your life. May you prosper in all you do as you go forward. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said? Amen. And Amber Randall said, good night? Good night. Good night, See guys. See you Sunday. See you Sunday. We love you so much.